You're listening to the Paradigm U Podcast. Hey, Dad, bring us in. You're listening to the Paradigm U Podcast. You're about to start transforming your life by growing your mind and expanding your paradigms. Here we'll cover real-life topics, just like the stuff you'd share with a good friend. This podcast will serve up topics that weigh on our hearts and keep us up at night. Whether it's navigating parenthood and becoming an adult or wayfinding personal development, marriage, and money, you, my friend, are in the right place. If you're wanting a lot more in life, to feel better, to heal, to have peace of mind, to feel powerful and alive, and to bring more abundance and prosperity in your life, then this podcast is for you. Here we'll offer the opportunity to shift your paradigms by growing your mind. And when you do that, anything you want becomes possible for you. I'm glad you're here. Today I want to ask you, how are you showing up? You know, one of my mentors, Jim Fortin, and I'm sure he's gotten this from other people too, but When he tells me this and he's called me on this, it just, it stops me in my tracks. He says, how you show up for one thing is how you show up for everything. So I want to ask you, how are you showing up? Are you showing up, taking full responsibility of every moment of your day? Are you showing up in a way where you're like, I just need to get through this next minute to get to the next minute to get to the next minute so that I can find a comfort zone because I want to stay in that comfortable area? Are you challenging yourself and putting yourself out there and trying new things and throwing spaghetti at the wall? Or are you numbing in some way, shape, or form that allows you to completely detach from the things that may be weighing on you, whether it's something emotionally heavy or just the overwhelm of being an adult and lifing? You can be numbing in a lot of different ways, whether that's through food, any kind of addiction, that could be social media, that could be binging Netflix all day long shopping, whatever it is for you, how you show up for one thing is truly how you show up for everything. Now, the interesting thing, maybe I've shared this, but the first time that I was called out on this from my mentor was at the beginning of a training program. And he had given me a lot of homework, a lot of homework to do. And I was like, okay, I got this. And I kind of left it. Like I let it linger. I used the argument that I was really busy and that, you know, I have a lot of business stuff that I got to take care of and blah, 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 blah. And even though I was the one who had signed up for the class, I was the one who had agreed to do the work. I left it until two days before it was due. Two days before it was due, I opened it up and realized that there was no way, shape, or form I was going to get it done by the due date because it was so much. But I decided to plow through because that's how I show up. And I plowed through taking up my entire day trying to get through this work. Now, the interesting thing was when it came due, he looked right at me and he said, you know what? I just wanted to see how you showed up when things got really heavy and you got a lot of stuff on your plate. And he's like, clearly... This is how you show up for everything. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was seriously like a mic drop. Like not even a mic drop. It was like a punch in the gut. Like, oh man, are you kidding me right now? That's how I show up. And it it was the punch in the gut because he was totally right. How I showed up in that moment and with that amount of work is how I've had a track record of showing up for as long as I can remember. I remember through undergrad, I would wait and I would put off any of the big assignments until the night before. And then I would put on, usually it was Dave Matthews. He was really big when I was an undergrad. And I would put on like his CDs. Yep, it was CDs back then. And I would just like binge listen to it and plow through and get my work done, you know, the night before, sometimes staying up crazy late just to get it done. There, I'm sure there were even times where I literally rolled in a few minutes before it was due, just barely making it under the wire. 
And I've had a track record of doing that for as long as I can remember. The interesting thing is, is it gets done, but it's probably not the best way to do it. Do I, am I happy that it gets done? Yeah, I am. Do I feel like it served me well thus far getting things done? Sure. But I think that there's a better way to do it. And that is what realizing and self-awareness can help us understand. When we can see our history, when we can see our patterns or our behaviors or our habits, we can decide then whether we want to continue down that same road or if we want to change something. Well, I've realized that how I show up for that wasn't working. Usually what I would do is I wouldn't necessarily take care of myself or put that as a priority. And then I would just cram in whatever needed to be done at the last minute because I was always trying to juggle so many things on my plate that there was no possible way that I could actually get things done. You know, it's interesting. I was just talking with one of my coaching clients recently and I had her set out her ideal week. And what she came back and said was, oh my gosh, April, when you had me do this exercise, I realized that in my mind, I think I have all of this time. I can get all of this work done. But in reality, I'm just setting myself up for failure because there's no realistic way. When I pencil out every moment of my day and I try to plan it all out, there's no way I could possibly get all of the things that I'm trying to juggle and accomplish in a week actually done. So what happens is when we do those things, when we set ourselves up for that, it's a couple things. I'm very guilty of this too. I take on, or in the past, I've taken on more than I can handle. But what happens is when we take on more than we can handle, when we give our word perhaps to other people saying, yep, I'm going to show up, I'm going to get these things done, and they're counting on us, and then we're not, that actually goes against one of the rules in the Four Agreements book, which you've probably heard me reference before because we did that in our book study that I lead about eh, maybe like a year and a half ago we did that book. But in Four Agreements, it says, be impeccable with your word. Now, if you give your word to something, even if it's I give my word to somebody else or I say to myself, I give my word to myself that I'm going to do it and then I don't do it, what that does is that actually creates a narrative that's we we hold on to that at a deeper level. We hold on to that at the subconscious level. We hold on to that in these really strange ways where our body and our mind can look to that anytime we have failure and say, see, look at, look at all of these areas you've been dropping the ball. Look at this area that maybe you've been procrastinating. So that was something that I had realized, like, I don't tend to work well in little chunks. I tend to work well in, you know, you give me four hours to six hours to do something and no interruptions and I can focus and I can hone in, I can get it done. But if you give me maybe 30 minutes a day, it's a lot harder for me to actually get into the momentum and get working on things. And so it takes a lot longer. So what I've realized is I need to actually time block my day completely different than perhaps other people who don't necessarily need that big chunk of time. So for example, my husband, you give him 10 tasks, he can get he can just knock those out like in 15 minutes. You give me those same 10 tasks and I need and and if I have other interruptions or other things going on, I can't even get to the start of those until I have that time dedicated for those things. Now, perhaps this is a story or a belief system that I've created for myself, but I've also seen what works and what doesn't, and we all have different patterns that work for us. So for me, I know I need to have those big chunks of time to get something done. 
But leaving them to the last minute doesn't serve me because then I may not necessarily leave the amount of time that I need for something. But again, how we show up for one thing is how we show up for everything. So if, for example, if you're like my client who was like, I have so many things on my plate and there is not enough time in the day when I actually pencil everything out and map out my day and my week, then we actually can be a little bit more strategic once you actually have that awareness. But here's the kicker. You have to want to have the awareness. So many people that I encounter on a daily basis will reach out to me and say, hey, I really want to work with you. I'd like to hire you to be my coach. And I'm like, great. And so I'll give them you know, the next steps. More likely than not, before we have our first meeting, something comes up. I've even had people cancel meetings before or after they've already paid and they just never reschedule those. Even if I follow up with them, they just kind of go dark. And what I realize, I'm not taking any, you know, any, um, I'm not taking that to heart. It's not bothering me. I hesitate. Here's a funny story for all of you listeners. This is an intimate story that only you and Tony and I know. I cannot uh, remember or understand the difference between don't take it personal and don't take it personally. So anytime I go to say don't take it personal or personally, I hesitate because I'm like, which one is right? And I have a feeling, I'm a, I'm a product of the generation when TLC, the band, was a thing, and they had a song out, and I can't remember how it went, but I'm pretty sure that they have messed up my vocabulary in some areas for the rest of my life. So that was why I hesitated. It's kind of a funny thing, because if I go and I'll say, you know, I don't want to take something personal or I don't want to take it personally, my husband will be like, oh, yep, hold on, you said the thing. And so Tony likes to heckle me about that. So actually now I'm to the point where I'm like, I just try to not even say that word because I I can never remember (laughs) which one is right and which one is incorrect. But that's another example. How we show up is how we show up for everything. If I show up and I say, I'm embarrassed because I actually can't remember which one of those words is correct and which one isn't. Now I'm guessing you're listening to this and you're thinking, which one is right? Maybe you used to listen to TLC too. And I apologize if you, you can't remember, but they were great. Their music was awesome at, at that season of life. But if I hesitate and I get into my head and I say, well, April, you're just not good enough. You, you don't even know the difference between this word. So why even record a podcast if you might actually say these things? Well, then I'm not pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I'm not putting myself out there in ways that I feel called to do so that I can show up and serve other people in the best way that I think I can, which is to be completely vulnerable, to be completely transparent, and to share real life experiences in hopes that what I'm uncovering and on my journey, what I'm discovering or learning or growing within will help you create expansion in your own life. So, Getting back to the topic of how you show up for one thing is how you show up for everything, I'd like to invite you to to consider what in your life is a a proof or a, a way that you can look at something and say, yep, actually, how I show up for this is how I show up for everything. Maybe you're overly organized and you just, you know, you do that to a T almost to a fault. And maybe that causes you stress. Maybe you're the exact opposite and you have so much clutter in your 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 living environment, in your mind, in your inbox, in your, you know, in your just life, in your schedule, and it doesn't create space or time for you to have rest. 
Maybe that's how you're showing up. But whatever it is for you, and I'm not bashing on any of the ways that you're showing up because we all have our things that we're working on. I have mine right alongside you. But if we look at those and we say, you know what, this the way I've been showing up doesn't serve me. It doesn't allow me to get to get my life to the next level, and that's where I aspire to be. That's where the work starts. That's where the realization of, yep, you know what, how I'm showing up is not serving me. Maybe how you're showing up is having a lot of negative thought loops looping around in your mind. I definitely had a long season of that where I just had so much uh, negativity and feelings of inadequacy and low self-esteem that those were just the loops that I was showing up every day with. Well, if you have really loud loops and narratives and stories going on in your mind, you can't fully show up and be present for the people you love, for the projects you're working on, and for the work that you're on this planet to do. So I had to do a lot of the hard work to overcome some of that negativity, some of those negative thought loops that I had been harboring and allowing to take up space in my mind. Am I somebody who continues to procrastinate? I don't procrastinate nearly as much as I used to. I tend to time block things far better than I've ever done. But I will admit there are things that if I'm not looking forward to something, just like I mentioned in one of the last episodes when I said, are you the buffalo or are you the cow? Do you run right into the storm so you can get through it and get through to the other side faster? Or are you the cow who runs away from the storm? hoping that it's just going to magically go away and it actually makes your life harder. I bring all of that back full circle because I'm right alongside each of you working on the things that I know are holding me back from achieving what I'm meant to do next. And if there's something that you think is holding you back, I want to invite you to take the next steps. If it is something that you are like, yep, I can call this out. I know what it is. All right. Well, then what are the steps that you need to take to overcome that? And if you've been listening for a while, you'll, you know that I ask typically two questions. I'll say it's a what question or a who question. Who do I need to connect with? Who do I need to learn from? Who do I need to hire to help me overcome whatever I'm working on? Or what do I need to do? What are the steps I need to take to actually overcome this? Because if you ask questions like, why am I doing this? Or, you know, why is this happening to me? Or, um, how do I fix this? Those are questions that don't leave you from in a place of feeling empowered. If you say, why is this happening to me? That makes you feel at a subconscious level like you are a victim. And my friend, you are not a victim. Yes, there might be things that have happened in your life, but we've all had those things, had certain things happen in our life. How we show up, how we respond to those things is how we move through things. If you ask, how do I get through this? Or how do I fix this? That leaves you from a place of lacking power. That doesn't encourage you to feel like you can take ownership and you can take the steps to figure it out. When in reality, everything is figure outable. You know, a couple episodes ago, I said that I had been charged with the idea that I'm going to be starting an, or building an orphanage this year. Well, you better believe when I first was presented with that, I was like, what in the heck? How am I going to do that? And I went straight to that how question. How could I possibly do this? And what I realized it, and then I said, well, why, why me? Like, I don't think I have anything special that I could actually get this accomplished. And then I started really marinating on it because that's what I was challenged to do for my shaman. And she said, why not? Why not you? And that, that, my friend, that's what 
like put it back on me and I was like, oh yeah, okay, why not? And who am I to withhold that if that's something that I'm capable of doing? If I choose to not show up and lean into something like that, well, then I'm not serving those people that may be out there waiting for me to truly show up the best way I can so that I can help somebody out in this world. I'm sure that there are kids in this world that could use that help. And if I choose to stay in that victim role, if I choose to stay in that place of lacking power and not taking the next steps to uncover, what are the steps to actually build an orphanage? Who do I need to connect with so that I can learn those steps? What are the ways that I can fundraise so that I can raise enough money to actually build an orphanage? Fun fact, I've learned it's about $25,000 to build an orphanage overseas. And I'll be honest with you, $25,000, does it, it used to feel like a lot of money to me. But nowadays, I'm like, no, I think that I can figure out ways to raise that money quite quickly and definitely by the end of this year. I just need to choose. Am I going to show up fully? Am I going to show up with the belief that I'm able to accomplish this? Or am I going to cower and say, nope, that just seems like too big of a problem for me? Well, I've been working on overcoming that because the last couple of years when I was lacking a lot of that confidence in those insecurities, I wasn't able to show up in the same way. But I've worked through a lot of that. I've done a lot of healing. You guys have listened with me along most of that journey. You've heard some of the things I've tried, the things that I've failed at, the things that I've found to be successful and helpful. And one of those things is asking myself, how am I showing up? You know, this podcast is actually going to come out later than it's normally scheduled because I was working on some other projects. And I got to this moment where I'm like, eh, maybe we just won't record a podcast for this week. Maybe we'll just push it to next week. But I knew I was going to be traveling for some different work things. I knew that I was going to be very busy this week and next week because I'm working on some different projects. And I knew that if I didn't just say, okay, I'm just going to do this right now, it wouldn't get done. Well, here I am. I chose to show up. It might be a day late, but it's still coming out the same week that it's intended. And my goal for this year, my intention was I want a podcast to come out every single week. And I've kept that up so far this year, and I'd like to continue that path. So I chose. I could actually just use the excuse that I'm too busy, or I could say, you know what? I need to pause for about 15 to 20 minutes, and I need to record this podcast and get this out to all of the people who need to hear this question. How are you showing up in your life? Remember, how you show up for one thing is how you show up for everything. And if you are unsatisfied with the environment that you're living in, perhaps ask yourself, what are the ways that I'm showing up that are holding me back from getting to the life and creating the environment and the lifestyle or the experiences that I want to have while I'm on this planet in this life? None of us are getting younger by the day. We are each aging and using up our valuable, valuable time with every moment that we are on this planet. So you get to choose how you show up and how you show up for one thing will start to build momentum and how you show up for one thing eventually will be how you show up for everything. And if it's not the way you want it right now, working to change those habits is going to get you to the place, like I said, of eventually showing up the way you aspire to be showing up and living the life that you want to have. All right. On that note, it is closing time. Cheers to good karma and showing up exactly how we intend to and choosing to show up the way we want to show up for every single aspect of our life.
Have a great week. Hey guys, if you are one of the binge listeners of this podcast, first I wanna say you are awesome. Thank you so much. It is such an honor. Every time I meet somebody and they're like, I listened to your podcast and this is my favorite episode and this is what I've got, that is so cool and it really does light me up. So I feel really honored and I hope that you're finding value. Now, I also want to make sure that I'm staying in integrity and that you can trust me. You might be, if you're a binge listener of this podcast and you're like, wait, 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 this podcast didn't actually come out when it, it was supposed to come out, you are absolutely right. And I wanna own that because I wanna make sure that I'm always showing up in full honesty and transparency and vulnerability. So this podcast was recorded a couple weeks ago. It was intended to come out and quite frankly, it was recorded and then that's as far as I got before life got a little crazy on my end. So it's coming out a couple weeks late. I'm telling you that not because I've been told actually recently, don't like call or uh, don't put like a flashlight on the things that you're sucking at. And I'm like, well, I also want to just like call it out and be like, yeah, you know what? It didn't happen because here's the thing. There's going to be times in our life that things aren't going to happen the way we intended them. And that's okay. If we're attached to it and we beat ourselves up about it, it's just going to make life harder. But if we own it and we say, okay, what are the lessons I can learn from this? What Maybe it wasn't supposed to come out when, or maybe whatever it is for you, wasn't supposed to happen when it happened and or when it didn't happen. I think that that's okay. So I want to own that. I want to role model that. And I want to lean into the fact that I believe things all happen exactly when they're supposed to. And if this podcast didn't come out when it was supposed to, I think that that's quite all right because something else obviously needed to happen before this podcast could come out. That all being said, I still hope that you find value in this podcast because I truly believe that when we can create expansion in our lives, we really can have more expansion in in our paradigm shift, and then we can lean into new things in our life. We can identify what areas of our life we wanna improve on, and that allows us to show up fully in this life, and that, my friends, really does change the entire world. Because if we're showing up fully and wholly, and we're doing the best we can, then we can make the impact that we are meant to make while we're on this planet and learn the lessons that we're meant to learn while we're at earth school. So enjoy, have a wonderful week, and we will see you on the next episode. Cheers to good karma. Thank you for listening to this entire podcast. I hope this episode has left you feeling curious and inspired. This podcast is intended to create expansion in your life through unique stories and shared experiences. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I have a request. I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with your friends and family. I bet they'd enjoy it just as much as you have. And if you found value, please share this on your social media outlets. That is good karma in action, my friends. All right, it is now closing time. Cheers to good karma and the power to choose joy. I love you, Mommy. It's closing time.